You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Nationals reporter, Jamal Collier, a Valentine's Day edition of the podcast. And beyond Valentine's Day, it's also pitchers and catchers reporting to not Vieira, Florida, but West Palm Beach, Florida, and the Nationals' new facility down there. So, Let's start there, Jamal, because when we talked about the facility before, you hadn't been there yet, but now you're there, and I know there's some construction still going on, but what are your first impressions? It looks really nice. I mean, it's, it's really, uh, I think somebody compared it earlier and said it's kind of like one of the, the stadiums in Phoenix. Um, and, you know, obviously those stadiums are all much newer than some of the things that they have here in Florida, but um, it, it's really a, a great facility. There's still like, some things that have to get done, get finished, um, that they'll be working up until games start here, I believe, on the 28th. Um, but, you know, as far as right now, that, that what they need to get done to get work in, it, it looks really good. We got the tour of, um, you know, one of the bullpen stations where they have somewhere between 12 and 20. No one's entirely sure exactly how many bullpens they have, which was kind of funny. But, you know, 12 or so bullpens lined up in a row. They've got an agility field. Um, they're going to get a chance to do a lot of different things on. The batting cages are huge. It's a, a, a great that the clubhouse looks different. The players are very happy about that. Uh, looks great. So, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice facility here in one of the, you know, one of the, the better spring training facilities here in Florida that the Nets are pretty excited about. Yeah, and it's nice that they're around other teams as well, and the yeah. travel will certainly better be better for the club this spring also. All right, so not a lot of players talking, I guess, today, but Dusty spoke. So what did you mm-hmm. learn from Dusty Baker today at camp? Yeah, a couple of different things. Year two for Dusty coming in, obviously. Uh, you know, we talked about just kind of how, how it's going to be an easier uh season or spring for him you know he's still obviously got a couple of changes but with this team mostly having the same guys back there's not that big of a learning curve with that need to kind of have to figure out half your team as opposed to think about what guys you want to keep or what guys you want to have in certain roles um so i think the the you know the biggest thing for dusty this year one he talked about his future um and right now he's only got the one year left on his on his contract um he said you look as far as lame duck and i know that's something that some managers aren't comfortable with or they really want to get this done. You know, he kind of uh, made the joke, hey, I've been in this situation before. I'm way past lame duck, uh, way past lame at this point. So, um, you know, he does, he said he would like to, he thinks he would like to keep managing. Uh, he would like to get something done. But as far as this, it's not something he's concerned about. Um, you know, he talked just, again, the ninth inning has been a big question for the Mavs and, and it, it kind of went a little bit more into that um, and just maybe some of the help of his starting pitchers. But, um, you know, Dusty's kind of ready to get going here for year two, which he thinks is going to be a really good ball club. Yeah, it's win now time, so so no need to to think too much about the future. I guess you mentioned the bullpen, the ninth inning, and obviously that's going to be an ongoing story. Uh, I guess throughout the spring, and it's been a big story throughout the off season for this team, and, and that's one of the spots we still have to touch on as we make it around the the roster here for the Nationals. So. Today's a good day to cover the bullpen, and and the one thing missing there from the bullpen is the big free agent signing that we thought might come. Um, so as you look at it now with pitchers and catchers reporting, Jamal, what is your best speculation as to who wins out and gets that ninth inning role? Well, I mean, well, the two guys I think who are the, the kind of early camp favorites are Sean Kelly and Blake Trinan. I think uh, with Sean Kelly, he was so good last year in the eighth inning. Um, and just kind of just so effective, probably one of the most, you know, 10 or 15 most effective relief pitchers in baseball. You look at just some of the numbers that he had, um, well, you know, it probably was his best season. I think that puts him there. The, the question mark with him, of course, is durability and his health. Um, he's a guy who's had two Tommy John surgeries, a guy who the Nets don't really like to, to extend and push if they can avoid it. Um, and it's a guy that do you, are you comfortable putting him in a, in a closer role? You may have to use him 
three days in a row or four out of five, and I just are not sure exactly what kind of limitations uh, they would put on him, and they're not sure they want to put him in that that particular stressful of a role. Uh, on the other hand, is Blake Trine, a guy who also made a huge step forward last year um, after you know struggling and being in the minors, as a matter of fact, the year before. Um, he was one of their best relief pitchers. The sinker was deadly. He was able to get ground ball double plays and get out of a lot of jams for them. Um, so, you know, for me, the makeup there is not a question because he's a guy who came into big spots and got them out of jams last year. Uh, the, the question is a guy, again, he's never done it, and he's still very young, and he's had problems getting out lefties before. And to kind of necessarily throw him into this role that, um, you know, is going to be so unfamiliar for him, you're just not sure how he's going to respond. So those are probably the two guys in camp. But, I mean, the, the way it sounds and the way it seems, they're still looking at their options. Uh, and I think just a single wave, even the, the, the day before, you know, Monday, when they you know went out and made the signing of Adam Lim, I don't I don't think that they're done with this roster just yet. I think they're going to still be looking for whatever tweaks or or things they can necessarily do of leading up until opening day here. And I still think there's a chance to go out and acquire somebody here uh, before we before we really get rolling here in April. Yeah, and Lynn's certainly a nice uh, addition. You know, some some security certainly for for Ryan Zimmerman over at first base, maybe even a platoon situation there. Um, we also heard, besides that signing on Monday, there were rumors over the weekend even of the David Robertson uh, addition, yeah. kind of those rumors kind of stirring up again with the White Sox. Um, it sounded like maybe it was heading in the right direction and then that it was stalemated. Um, there's still a lot of spring to go. Is that something that could still happen? Yeah, I, I think definitely. I think, again, these sides have kind of – uh, re-engage these talks a couple of different times here now through the offseason. Um, I think as we get closer uh, again to the season starting, and, and the White Sox may have a, a, a more desire to unload them, and the Nets may look at what they have in-house and say we really need to go out and, and make some kind of move here. Um, so, I, again, I, I think it's, it's still at this point they have not been able to reach um, an agreement, Aaron. It's been a couple of months, but I still think they're going to they're going to decide they're going to talk and try to figure something out. Um, to see if they can get this done because it makes it does make a lot of sense for both sides. Yeah, and the fact that they're still talking after all this time makes right. you think that really uh, deep down inside both teams want to make it happen. It's just a, a factor of making it happen. All right, beyond Kelly and Trinan, who can battle it out there, ninth inning, eighth inning, they're going to be late inning guys for this team. I feel like the bullpen can be split up as into there's some veteran guys, there's some young guys coming up. Um, you have Oliver Perez, Samuel Solis, where do those kind of veteran guys fit in? Yeah, and that's also kind of the things that they're um, going to be a little flexible with. I mean, they, they at times last year carried three lefties. Perez and Solis are probably both definitely in. Um, but, you know, they Dusty, I think, likes the idea of having a third lefty to give him just flexibility to do things and, and match up earlier in games than he normally would. You know, on the other hand, with that, you have, you know, uh, a guy like Joe Nathan and a veteran coming in on a minor league invite. Uh, the Dusty was pretty intrigued by him. one of the, the few guys he kind of named individually, um, you know, of, of his kind of minor league group as a guy who, uh, one, has closing experience and a guy who, if, if it, depending on what he has left in the tank, which still remains to be seen what it is at 42 years old, um, that he could have a chance to, to kind of find himself into some kind of late inning role. Um, so I, you know, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch that really there are probably about four spots taken up in this pen between, you know, the, uh, the guys we just talked about, that be Kelly. Uh, trying and Solis and Oliver Perez, but that probably leaves about at least three spots uh, open, you know, three or four spots to be to, to be filled out here to figure out exactly who, um, you know, and Coda Glover is another guy uh, <clears throat> who was very impressive for them as a, as a young pitcher last year, uh, coming up, really started in low A ball and, and kind of made his way to the majors. It was really impressive. He got hurt, uh, had a torn labrum in his hip. 
they kind of derailed his season there, but they like him. They've they've continually said over and over that he's a future closer. Um, so, I mean, he's a guy who also is going to be into that mix and, and with a strong spring um, could find himself into one of those leading options. So uh, there is some uncertainty in the bullpen, but there also are some good options that they feel pretty good about uh, right now. Yeah, Glover was one of the young guys I was going to mention, um, obviously coming off the injury. Trevor Gott, another guy uh, who yeah. battled injuries last season, uh, was was very effective in 2015, I think, where he, he made his debut, I believe, in the majors. Um, yeah. What's the story with Trevor Gott at this point heading into spring training? Yeah, another guy that I really like. He was the last reliever cut last year um, to not make the bullpen. Then, of course, the injuries kind of set him back. Then the bullpen was just kind of good, and there wasn't a spot for him. But, um, you know, he's a guy that if he's going to throw upper 90s uh, and, and you know, have a, have some good off-speed stuff to work off that, he's still developing those things. But, you know, uh, he's a guy they like a lot and a, and a guy that I think also is going to have a gonna be pushing to make this, this bullpen as well. You know, again, when they acquired him from the Angels a couple uh you know, now to an off season ago, um, they had high hopes for him, and I think that nothing they saw last year kind of changed that. So I know fans expected to see this team go out and make a move to help out that bullpen, but as you see, there are there are options there. There's guys that they can turn to. Uh, we mentioned uh, Adam Lind a little bit earlier. Did Dusty speak at all about that addition today when when he spoke? And does this add any pressure to Ryan Zimmerman as far as the spring goes? You know, Dusty didn't uh, speak about him yet. The deal that isn't official just yet. Right. Um, kind of just kind of be a, a, a you know should be in the next day or so here that that kind of gets done. But um, I, I don't think it does anything necessarily to Ryan Zimmerman. If anything, it could potentially help. Maybe take some pressure off Zimmerman just in the case that you know they have um, and Clint Robinson did some really good things for them as the back of first baseman last year in the last couple of years. But you know, with a guy like Lynn who started and had success in the majors. Um, you know, you can you can afford to give them some days off, maybe more frequently than they did before. Um, as a guy that maybe they, if he is ailing with something and they just don't want to push it, they feel real comfortable with having Lynn uh, spell him or Jason Worth out of left field. Um, so I, I think that it could end up helping. I think again, they've they've been very very firm about that Ryan Zerman is going to be the starting first baseman, and they weren't interested in necessarily going out and finding a, a, another option. There, so I think Zim's hold on that position is is, is going to be kind of on lock here, um, but I think that they're going to try to use Lind and try to be just the way they they've, they've done things with Zim, especially the last couple of years, to try to be uh, smart about you know keeping him healthy and, and keeping his innings um, using his innings in a smart way, and not necessarily burning him out. So um, I think Lind has a chance to to increase you know the rest that Zim can necessarily get for him. Great stuff, Jamal. Hey, stay safe with uh, the hard helmet on there with the construction <laughs> going on in West Palm Beach. I know the facility is going to be spectacular once it's all finished up and done. That's going to do it for MLB.com Extras, our Nationals edition. For Jamal Collier, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.